I have to eat 15 voice. cheeseburgers. We all gotta eat sometimes, and sometimes it's 15 cheeseburgers, and sometimes it's 50 eggs, and then sometimes it, it's a pill. Sometimes it's a red pill. It's it's 3:23 p.m. and I guess for for Lux, it's it's 5:23 p.m. Yeah, yeah. Suck it, Matrix algorithm. How are you gonna solve this problem? We're two people at once in different places. You can take the the red pill and listen to a podcast complaining about The Last of Us, or you can take the blue pill and listen to a podcast that is just kind of boring, or you can take the uh, the green the game pill. Okay, this and get high with your friends. <laughs> wow. That was a wild ride. <laughs> this December. You, you can't take it yet. You have to wait. Get in line. Yeah. You can pre-order the pill now and get it before any of the patch notes come in. God, I'm, I'm so excited. I'm so excited the movies are back. I'm excited the movies are back. I'm excited that they reactivated the website and like updated it and made it cool and different from its original iteration in like 1999. Wait, it's the same site? Yeah. I didn't know there's history to this site. This is an ancient site. It's an ancient site that they've like I think fully recoded and reproduced. Oh, cuz I just I just looked at it on my phone. Oh yeah, I mean it's like a totally different thing now than it was then, but it did mm-hmm. it was a thing. Yeah, and folks, of course we're talking about Harry Potter 8. Um fantastic Harry Potter and where to find him. Uh, it, it's Matrix Four, folks. Yeah, Matrix uh, Resurrection. Resurrection. Now, some people say when you add resurrection to a title, it's doomed to fail. And to those people, I say, "Fuck you." It looks good. Yeah, to those people, I say that feels arbitrary. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't come up with an example of a. Is Diablo Two have resurrection in the title? Maybe the new one. Yeah, probably. Um. Resident Evil, it's, listen, I think it's arbitrary. Fuck that guy. Yeah, that guy we just made up, going straight to hell. But going straight to heaven, well, that's us because this movie looks cool. The footage on the website looks cool. The fact that it has, like, a number of clips that are kind of, like, randomized by when and where you log in is very cool. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, and uh, and the clips themselves, folks, it's nice to see a real movie again. It looks like a real movie. And I know there's CGI in it, and I, but just something about it, it's like, oh, yeah, like this is a real one. Yeah, well, I couldn't see. Um, I couldn't see, obviously, uh, like I obviously didn't see a lot of it, but the Deep, there was like actual deep composition to it, by which I mean that like the composition of the shots wasn't just the foreground, but like the midground and the backgrounds were also composed. So that there was like mm-hmm. lines going back and lines going diagonally and lines going <laughs> like in every direction, as opposed to sort of a lot of modern movies that just have lines going across the screen horizontally. Yes, um, totally. And very thin and like flat in that way. Yeah, totally. And this had like, there was a shot of, I think it was Neo on a motorcycle. No, it was. Well, his Neo on a motorcycle looked sick. The time I'm thinking of is actually a non-Neo new character going through the, like, waking up with the robots thing. And there were, mm-hmm. like, two robots in the foreground. And then the middle ground of the frame was him being, like, yanked on. And then in the background, there was, like, weird light and moving objects. And it looked awesome. And in all three layers, there was, like, something to look at that was composed and cool. And that's, like, I hadn't thought about how that was a missing thing from, like, contemporary movies for the most part, because I just hadn't seen it in so long in a new movie. If right. that makes sense. Yeah. And then seeing it, I was like, oh, yeah, CGI, like green screen shit's fine as long as you're like doing that work. Um, right. But like so many mm-hmm. movies don't. It was so fucking cool to actually see that in action. Yeah. It's like it's just like taste. It's like it, it's like tasting the cheeseburger for the first time again. It's like, oh, wow. Yeah. Like I forgot this is what they're supposed to be like. Um, I've been having some bad cheeseburgers lately. Uh, so, yeah, uh, it, it looked really good. I like the I also like that. It's like, oh, an actual interesting online marketing design. Yeah. When was the last like, time online viral like, marketing shit like that was cool since like Cloverfield? 
Yeah, and I, and I'm also sorry, but like I my when I watched it, like my phone did something it's never done before. It just like like it just like started going, and it felt like my phone got infected by the Matrix. I mean, it, it felt like I'm I'm in on the journey already. I was just like, oh shit, like. I don't I mean, just in this realm where we've just been watching like these really thin movies just on streaming platforms for the last year, just and people saying that movies are going to be like this forever now. I'm, it's just there are some brave people out there saying, no, movies are back. And I feel like movies are back. Yeah, it's funny. Like Eternals didn't have as much deep, deep composition as I wanted in the trailer, but it had like really cool color stuff. Although I'm not convinced the movie's going to be good because it's based on the most boring comic imaginable. But, um, like, that was cool. Then there's this. There were a couple other tra- – Green Knight, obviously, was very cool. There's – is like, a feeling that the the sort of Marvel model, super flat, foreground-centric movies, people have gotten bored of it. And they have to go back to making real movies again. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, like, that's that's great. We love that. That's so cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They have to stop doing front-facing camera videos. They have to do real shit again. Yeah. It's, I don't know. It is exciting as, like, a person who, like, gets most of their juice from watching movies that, like, I felt so juiceless. Yeah, um, exactly. You don't, you didn't even remember where the juice came from. And then it's like, oh, wow. I'm looking at, did you see the one shot of the helicopter like coming over the skyscraper and there's like waterfalls pouring out of the skyscraper or some shit. I did not get that one. I got the fucking mega <laughs> L motorcycle shot of like dark with the I motorcycle. I didn't get that one. I got this dark, awesome. it was dark. This motorcycle was like skidding with like sparks coming up that like were most of the light source and then like a kick outward and there's like flashing lights behind it and it just looked so sick. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's, it's did- really fucking cool, man. I mean, this is, We'll talk about Psychonauts later. We're going to. But like that, it's kind of a similar feeling to me in the sense that like this is what I love about movies, like the creativity and the composition and the risk taking. And Psychonauts 2 also has that in like the video game form where it feels like a thing with like a real vision and passion behind it. And I those are all things that made me so fucking happy um, to see in this kind of stuff. Did you uh, did you did you see the clip where. Uh, they they come around a corner and it's and it's you with your pants down and you're like oh no this never happens <laughs> yeah no I did I did see the clip where they have me naked from the waist down going please don't look and I was I'm curious they got that footage but like the the composition though I mean Marvel great. would have. I think Marvel would have honestly not done you any favors and the composition really helps. Yeah, no, it's good. They made my like shockingly small ass for my huge body look really normal as opposed to how weird it looks in real life. Marvel would have made it worse. This ass is like a 1999 ass. Like this is this is a great year. This this is a film composition ass. Exactly. It's Mm -hmm. yeah. Movies are back. Movies are back, baby. Um, I loved it. I'm fucking stoked. I'm amped. I'm hyped. Um, and speaking of being back, we're back and we're the Game Boys. This is the Game Boys podcast. We missed last week because things were really crazy for both of us. We're sorry about that. Um, we're going to try and maybe put out an extra episode sometime soon to make up for it. But we're back. It's a podcast about video games. It's the Game Boys. My name is Lux. And my name is Griffin. And I was going to go with the excuse that China took down the episode. But yeah, we missed it. We missed last week. Yeah. And a lot's been going on personally for at least me and I think also Griffin. So it's like, hey, you know, we need we need to take a second. But we missed all of you. And I know who you guys have missed more than anyone. And that's producer Haley, who's back (laughs) from vacation. Back from North Carolina. (laughs) And she's she's probably putting noise filters and shit on this. You probably don't even hear my air conditioning now. It's incredible. Um, I bet my voice sounds like motherfucking Zeus again. Yeah, just like the classic bicameral mind. Um, Yeah, no, it's uh, it's very good to have Haley back. It's very good to be back. It's very good to be back doing the show. And it's good. That there's so much cool stuff this week, or at least enough cool stuff for us to be jazzed up this whole time. Um, there's a lot of cool stuff. It's not just the Matrix. It's not just the Matrix. There's so much going on. Should we just get straight to... Uh, what else? Well, should we talk about Donda? 
Let's talk about Donda. Holy shit. I love it. I'm sh- I knew it. I fucking knew this album, this overproduced, super busy, hectic, it's like so good. Like five computers crashing into each other as album. I knew it's, you were gonna a, like it. It's like the album for me now. Yeah, it's great. It took me a while because it is 27 songs. Uh yeah, it's but too long. The songs are uh, it's it's an album that you just let happen on in the background it's an incredible album to just have going and you're just like oh wow now it's like you don't finish it all at once sometimes you come back and then you do the middle third or the or the last third and i'm loving it there's some songs i like more than others but i find it to be really interesting thoughtful compositions that uh the, i'm i'm liking every song the more and more i listen to them now okay so i feel very differently and for a couple of reasons <laughs> um I don't like listen to hip hop in that way. Like when I listen to like a, a hip hop record, I like sit down like with it and like listen to it on like my big headphones, whatever. Um, I listen to like metal ambiently or like dungeon synth or whatever. Um, but I just can't really do that. And so listening, sit down, listening to Donda in like a serious way, at least so far has been not a particularly rewarding experience for me. Where'd you listen to it? Uh, my house on the porch, my headphones in the car. So the car one is where it really got me. Yeah, I mean, everything sounds pretty good on car speakers, but just never, it's just like, it doesn't, I don't know, there's just, none of the stuff I really like about Kanye shit is really in the album that much. Hmm. Like, there are some weird beats, there are some weird compositions, but there's nothing quite as, like, fucking, like, crazy as, like, Strange Fruit or On Sight. Sure. I, I, and I, and yeah, you're, it, it is an album without too many like big singles like that. But I think that all the songs t- like complement each other more because there are no standouts. It feels like more of a longer piece in that sense without like the need to have like big drops um, or the, the one single or something like that. Yeah, but here's what I miss um, about the big shit is that it kind of like it's like a rhythm thing, right? Like. You vibe on it and then like, boom, fucking, you know, uh, I am a God drops or whatever or, you know, whatever big song drops. That kind of like shocks you into this new level of like, yeah, Um, yeah. And there's not I was always a fan of the short albums, like concise albums, like nine songs. Like I love I love when he does that. But uh, I ended up feeling like this works for me in a different way than like a Yeezus nine tracker or something like that. Yeah. Well, coming. Yeah, that's also that's part of it. I fucking love Yeezus. And this is just so Mm -hmm. different and like really it just doesn't scratch the itch in the same way. Like what it for me, it it. It, it does feel like an ambient listening record in a lot of ways. And it just mm-hmm. doesn't scratch the ambient listening itch the way that like Dragonaut does. Yeah, I just like uh, Kanye for a long time has been experimenting with like incorporating more like choir and like God shit into his music. And like it's been pretty boring for me so far. But this is the first album that felt like there's a, so much like sort of choir inspiration to a lot of the songs and stuff like that, that I really dig that. And I, I would say more than anything, this album to me felt such a like Kanye is like uh, like such a grandfather of the music industry to so many artists now and like putting so many people on all these tracks and like I mean giving people like Fivio Foreign like three and a half minutes to do like one of the best uh, fucking sets of the year uh, I, I just don't see that many artists like giving people the time to like collaborate with them and like create great things and that's always really exciting yeah there was, there's some like <laughs> There is an element of like approach to this record that I think is kind of really interesting, like in the choral arrangements, in the features, in the pacing, in like the goals or whatever. But it's just like they do they do that. It just doesn't work as a record for me. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Like, like I appreciate all that stuff and I think that's cool. And I think there's a world where a similar approach that puts out like a different tone or a different style of record really fucking hits for me. Um, I mean, Praise God with Baby Keem and stuff is so good. Uh, off the Grid, obviously another big banger. And I off love the Grid's probably ones. Off the Grid's probably my like number one. You, you can't not like Off the Grid, yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, you know, uh, outside of all that, in the gaming related sense, I cannot believe that Kanye West watches video game Donkey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, what a huge moment for gaming. I don't think we've talked about it on the pod yet. No, we haven't. So why don't you why don't you break this one down? 
So Donkey, a, a YouTube comedian guy who does gaming content, and it's probably like probably I'd say my one of the best people to review video games, but also one of the funniest people. Uh, he did a, a bit where he went on stream a week before Donda came out and said that he had all the tracks to Donda uh, and then started playing joke songs for each track. Uh, and then one of those joke song tracks a week later ended up in Donda. Uh, coincidence or is Kanye West watching Donkey? I mean, strong evidence that he's watching Donkey. I the Donkey stream was so good. It's not peak Donkey for me. I was it's not as good as the Resident Evil the Resident Evil reviews or anything, but it was so funny. And that was the first time that I got like stoked for Donda was the donkey thing because it was just so funny and it like really made me excited to see what was going to happen Mm -hmm. um and and what happened was marilyn manson came out (laughs) (laughs) yeah oh god so wild i mean that's the thing is that donda even record or no the like sort of cultural phenomena of donda is fascinating like regardless of how you feel about the actual music um yeah because I'm not a big fan. I guess I'm not a huge fan of the record, but like I've read a lot about it and I've like listened to podcasts about it and I like he texted with my friends about it. And live streamed himself living in a stadium, doing multiple live shows, then having the company like leak the album and it's also clean and it's a weird giant thing. It's 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 all bizarre and only one person could really grab everyone's attention with it. Yeah. And notably fucking multiple stadiums <laughs> like he didn't just Wait, live it was in multiple yeah. i thought it was just atlanta no i think he also did some stuff at barclays he just travels from stadium to stadium he doesn't do hotels anymore that's when you know you're a rock star yeah like yeah really really putting a, a new level of like stadium performer um mm-hmm. but yeah like it's i don't know it's a rare it's a rare thing obviously anytime kanye puts out a record for better or worse no matter how you feel about kanye there's it's like a thing <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, like he's reached that status of like every time he puts it like the same way that you know every time Tarantino puts out a movie it's a thing or like every time George R. R. Martin eventually puts out another book it's a thing mm-hmm. um, and, and Kanye West is definitely in that zone where like it, it transcends sort of the, the space um, and that's really fascinating and it's fascinating to see that like with that platform Donda is what he decided to make <laughs> Exactly. And so, you know, now that we can confirm, I guess, that Kanye is a gamer and likes video game donkey, what do you think Kanye games on? What do you think um, Kanye plays? Gotta gotta be a switch, right? Like the, all I could think about in that is that like it's three in the morning, it's the fucking you're in the Atlanta Stadium, the Mercedes Benz Center or whatever, and he's just like walking around the fucking bleachers playing like Battle Chef Brigade in total pitch blackness silence. He's 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 hooded. He's yeah, he's got a hood things. on. The only light is the switch screen. <laughs> he's just walking around in the dark. Like that is exactly what I imagine him doing. He's like playing through like Final <laughs> Fantasy X remaster. Oh, you think he's a JRPG guy? See, I imagine Kanye being one of those like weird gamers who plays games like once every three years and is like, uh, Horizon Zero Dawn is the best game ever made. Just like a random one. I think like, it could be that. But here's why I think that that it's it's more I think Final Fantasy, I, I, I said Battleship Brigade is a joke, but I think it's actually Final Fantasy 10 stuff like that because Kanye loves the big operatic shit. Kanye is a is if nothing else is a mondo maximalist like he wants things to be huge all the time um, and there is not a much more maximalist art form than the JRPG uh, they're never subtle they're always giant and operatic and crazy um, mm-hmm. in all the best ways uh, that's why I love them but like they're extremely maximalist for the most part especially like your final fantasies or whatever uh, mm-hmm. And I think that to me feels very Kanye. Kanye's definitely on an RP server in Final Fantasy right now, at one of the at one of the clubs. There are real clubs in Final Fantasy, by the way. Oh, with don't like, I know it? With like sex workers. Oh, is that where you? Was that why you? Where you've been for all ten of your levels? Um, yeah, I've just been in there, fucking, fucking. Um, I believe <laughs> if we ever have Forrest back on, or if we ever go to do there, I'll answer with Forrest and do the Final Fantasy fourteen thing. He has many stories about friends who insisted on going to the weird sex clubs and like the weird things that happened when they were there. 
Awesome. Um, I'd so love to hear more about we'll that. We'll have to talk to Forrest about that for sure. Uh, dude, the game is still so good. I'm about to finish the first expansion, the one that's like critically acclaimed for uh, its writing. And it's like, yeah, it's probably one of my favorite Final Fantasy stories. It's really, really good. And I think it's because it has the it has the time to like invest in characters much longer. Um, and it's just it's just so fucking solid. Uh, and I think the the one thing it does so good, better than WoW in terms of story is like everything in WoW is like, I'm evil because I drank demon juice and everything in Final Fantasy is like, I'm doing evil things because I'm, I've been hurt and my worldview is fucked or something. And it's like, it's way deeper. Um, and certain villains get like redeemed. Certain villains don't learn their ways. Uh, and it's just so much deeper. And that right. I've heard it, that it's, I've heard that it's a lot more like, bad guys who think they're doing the right thing and not in the sort of like, and it, it doesn't have the cop out element that a lot of things have where it's like, I know what I'm doing is wrong, but I'm so fucked up. Mm-hmm. But it's like, it's actually like they think they're doing the right thing and that there is like common ground with them, but their approach is all is weird or backwards or evil or whatever. And like, mm-hmm. I've heard a lot of that. And that's always much more interesting for a villain than it is for them to be like, I was laughed at and I'll never enjoy <laughs> laughter again. So I'm destroying every city. Like it's it's much more interesting to like have a twisted up person like in in a real way. Yeah. So that's my Final Fantasy update. But Lux, I wanted to hit you with two super quick news stories before we get to the big juicy topic of the show, which is of course Psychonauts two, um, and that's of course first China. Lux, little news story here. Have you heard about China? The gaming restriction for children. Yes, what we're talking about. I know about the country for sure, but I figure that's not what you're asking. Yeah, I was wondering if you knew you could if you could find China on a map for me. There's been a lot of talk amongst the listeners. Um, Um, Yeah, describe where China is in the world right now. Uh, It's like southwest of Japan, north of places like India, Pakistan, north of of Thailand, Vietnam. It's southwest of Japan. Yeah. Maybe I just straight it, west. Maybe just straight west. It, is it below Russia? Um, yeah. God, Russia is so big. Yeah, Russia is huge. I'm a little worried about them. It's a uh, yeah. It's well, it's 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 straight west of Japan, but parts of Japan go north of it. Okay, now that we've solved where, that, you know where China is. China has been placing strict limits on the time that young gamers can spend playing online games. Um, essentially, let me get down to the specifics here. Um, online gaming in the country is now only available to people younger than 18 from 8 p.m. to 9 p.m. That's one hour on Fridays, Saturdays, Sundays, and public holidays. Uh, the decree is supported by an anti-addiction registry. So I'll say this on the face, obviously fucked up. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was looking into this because I look into these things and I learned that in China, there's a category of laws that get passed somewhat routinely that are sort of laws that get passed because everyone's mad about a thing, but that have no real practical or effective enforcement methods. Right, right. And like, then this who, is one of who's those. Who's going to shut down the internet? Like, is there going to be like an aid? How do they know? How are they going to get you? Right. How are they going to stop VPNs? How are they going to stop offline gaming? Like, it's this is a law that was passed for like aesthetic purposes, but has no real mm-hmm. enforcement mechanism. So obviously it's on its face kind of fucked up. But ultimately, I think everyone kind of knows that it's sort of like a wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Um, right. Sort it, of law. It, and, you know, I mean, maybe it's maybe he's just trying to help. Ser- maybe the China's just trying to, like, help server congestion because, you know, it's like weekend play because, you know, they can play all they want on the weekdays. Yeah. Well, you know, weekends are for, you know, Saturdays are for the boys, as I like to say. Um, I think it's nice. I think it's encouraging people to go outside for a little bit. You know, it's like maybe raid nights aren't on a Saturday. Maybe Saturdays are for the boys. Yeah. Maybe Saturdays are when we all get together to watch college football. <laughs> I'm I'm kind of liking what Xi Jinping, my man Xi Jinping, is throwing down here. You know, I, I don't know. I mean, maybe I'd feel differently if I was a teenager there. I was gonna say, Griffin, um, but if you, know, you got rate limited on the weekends, you would run through a wall. You would- at the end of the day, though, it's like we don't really know how any of this stuff is like affecting our brains, right? 
I mean, at the end of the day, between video games and cell phones, cell phones are still probably way worse for us. Oh, yeah. Well, it's it's that you have a pervasive like ability to look at a thing that has nothing to do with the world around you at any time, as opposed to video games, like a dedicated activity and space that you have to be in. Yeah. And like and time Um, and whatnot. So I do think that obviously like. Like video games are separate from the normal timeline in a certain way. The phones are not. And anything that becomes normalized in the normal timeline is like way more like insidious and problematic than a thing that is like separate Mm -hmm. from that. Mm -hmm. There's also a little other addendum here that I can really get behind. They are banning 24 seven any gameplay of Super Smash Bros. I think that's a really smart decision. That's not real, is it? (laughs) That's just Griffin. That's just fucking Griffin dreaming. Listen, I, I'm I, I got to go work for China. I think they're on the right way on 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 the way to some interesting ideas. Hey, dear um, China, my name's Griffin, and I also hate Super Smash Brothers. Can I work for you? Mm-hmm. Uh, other aspects include crackdowns on effeminate male images in pop culture, uh, so basically any JRPG, uh, and on entertainers with incorrect political positions. Okay, Jing, wait a second. Male, an effeminate male with incorrect political positions. He's been watching Choom Room. Boom. Hello. It's got him. <laughs> what if like one um, of one of like what if like one of the classic Choom Room guys like our face is just Xi Jinping? <laughs> Uh, honestly, we got some big players in there. Definitely two to th- a shocking amount of deep state uh, officials for a small audience. Yeah, that's true. It's, and it's it's, it's pretty it, cool. It's like the ratio is like what there was for like when they were trying to kidnap that governor of like Michigan or whatever. Uh, it's like how like 90 percent of the guys there were CIA. <laughs> and then it's just me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I remember <laughs> when you were there to help kidnap the to kidnap Governor Whitmer. No, I'm saying it's like that. I know. Sorry. I didn't mean to disclose your location so that you get arrested by the FBI. That's my bad. FBI. <laughs> I take it back. No tellsies. It doesn't count. No tellsies, FBI. Um, so that's China. I think we had some mixed feelings on it. Um, but overall, I think we're both still way behind Jing. Uh, one, one last news story for you, Lux. Mm-hmm. You heard about Tripwire, you know, a little Texas news. Um, yes. What about it? What about Texas? I've, I've, there's been some very specific Texas news that's sort of been the main thing for me lately. Yeah. And, you know, of course, because gaming is mainstream, anytime there's major, major news, of course, it affects gaming as well. We're talking, of course, about the fact that Texas has decided to um, just be evil more, harder. Introduce a six six week abortion ban and then also pay people to be vigilante bounty hunters for people who want abortions, which is fucking crazy and deeply evil. Yeah. Basically, anyone who misunderstood the Punisher is now ratting you out to some online website. Um, Wait, by you know, the way, that, go- uh, that website was hosted by GoDaddy. Oh, wow. Until GoDaddy said, you can't have this anymore. And now the website is down. L- literally a website for fathers to spread babies. Whoa. I never thought about that ironing of it. I just thought that it's funny because GoDaddy is such a silly website provider. <laughs> Um, is it bad? What are, what do you, what do you, a Wix man? What do you, what do you get your website from? Um, I mean, I just don't host anything on GoDaddy. I don't host my, I don't have a website. I just remember it is the answer to that question. Mm-hmm. Um, but GoDaddy is just silly, but anyways, yes. Yeah, so, so what's is the gaming? A, is there, is there another alternative to GoDaddy? You got Wix, you got Squarespace, you got, uh, all sorts, okay, of, do, all sorts of, all sorts of cheap do some ones. free advertising right now. Well, I'm just listing places that you can get a website hosted. Uh, Google does some AWS. Um, yeah. If you want to make stuff from scratch. Um, is it the, the AWS, is that wrestling? Amazon Web wrestling? Services. Oh, okay. That's AEW. AEW. Ooh, man. The AEW show this weekend. Very cool. Hell yeah. I paid $300 <laughs> to see it. Uh, my friend paid 50 so you got ripped off. <laughs> um, <laughs> But yeah, so what's the gaming element of this? Because I'm not aware of that. So of course, of course, Texas is is absolutely an evil place and a and a and a, and a societal blight. Not all the people, but fifty percent of them. I'll say it, and not even fifty percent. Yeah, like forty. Maybe forty. Yeah, like forty. 
forty percent. Yeah, For, that forty percent. I'm looking at you. Uh, but you know that uh that affects gaming because you know there's a new story that uh, this guy from Tripwire is is uh video game company tripwire ceo has been forced to step down after supporting the texas abortion law on september 5th gibson tweeted proud of hashtag u.s supreme court affirming the texas law banning abortion for babies with a heartbeat as an entertainer i don't get political often yet with so many vocal peers on the other side of this issue i felt it was important to go on the record as a pro-life game developer okay i try to flag Um, one thing about that i think that's always mm -hmm. the most bullshit thing to say in the world where they're like wow so many people seem to agree that my shit is stupid. So it's very important that I get my shit in right now. Mm-hmm. It's such a dog shit thing to say. It's crazy. Well, especially when you're on the winning side of an issue. You're like, everything about my dumb, petty, misguided fucking issue is winning. I'm on the evil team and we're winning. And I still need to say something about it. Yeah, it's uh, pretty gross and bad. Um, also, I like when anyone calls themselves an entertainer. Uh, only, only one man was able to pull that off. And that was Cedric. Exactly. Uh, and, and, you know, I'm sure Cedric's on the right side of this issue, although his silence has been deafening. Anytime I don't hear from Cedric the Entertainer, I assume he's right. But keeping quiet for some reason, I'll never understand. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, um, I don't, it, it's, 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 a, it's, it's weird. It's like, is he stepping down or is he being fired? I'm not exactly sure. Um, but, uh, I, I don't know. It, it's one of those weird things where it's one of those issues where it's like, I, I don't need everyone who works in video games to like share the same politics as me. Uh, I certainly don't, I certainly can enjoy content and art like from, uh, a Republican or someone with right wing beliefs, but there's just something so like disgusting and like next level about like the inhumaneness when it comes to this issue that, yeah, I mean, I, I do see how it is hard to work with someone like that. Um, so yeah, I don't know. How do you come down on that? So I think there's two things. One is yeah, the particular inhumanity of, this issue and like the cruelty involved with this issue makes it particularly gross, like spike the football about it in that way. And I also think it speaks to this thing where it's like, this is a re this is like an ex- a very good representation of how anti-democratic the way that America works is because the reason he's losing his job is because most people don't think this is good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, this is not a victory of the masses or of demand of democracy. This yeah, is a, a victory of the markets. Yeah, well, and it's a well, no, because the markets would indicate that most people think that this is dog shit. That's why he's losing well, his job. Well, I know. I'm saying it's a victory oh, of the that, markets. That is. Yeah, sure. Sorry, I got confused. <laughs> yeah, but like this yeah. is this is not like what I mean is that the abortion man is not democracy winning or the people winning. It's a small cabal of rich people doing the thing that they want to do um, for cruel <laughs> and disgusting reasons. And this indicates like how backwards and undemocratic the world is because in the in the one way that there is kind of representational democracy, which is what people spend money on as a group, there's yeah, cle- it's actually way more representational than what we have right now, like it politically. Yeah, totally. Um, it is very clear where the politics are and they are. This shit is fucked up, but that doesn't fucking matter. Um, and so uh, that is sort of where I get kind of geeked out about all of, like that's sort of the most gross thing about this. This is a guy who's spiking the football, not for like this cruel, inhumane policy, but for an undemocratic victory, like a victory in opposition to the people. And it's and and you know a and a smart asshole would just shut the fuck up and like take the W and just keep working at his job because his job has nothing to fucking do with the issue whatsoever or anything that he does at his job. Um, But these people are upset not like about 
something bigger than just any law. They want the culture to respect them and they want to feel accepted in the culture. And that's ultimately why these guys still have to bitch and moan about it online because it doesn't matter how inhumane, how many fucking states that they flip, if they flip half these fucking uh, red Republican states and use this as a framework for abortion to be basically fundamentally illegal in like 50% of America, they're still going to want and bitch and moan because no one online likes them. Right. Well, they, they support policies that are widely reviled. And then when they're like, this is what I believe. And everyone's like, well, that sucks. They're like, why is everyone so mean to me about this? And it's like, well, because we keep telling you it sucks. Because we you hate keep, you. Yeah, you keep, we keep <laughs> saying it sucks. And then people who like this shit suck. And then you keep doing it and acting like it's cool. <laughs> like, of course. Of course uh, everyone thinks you suck. The, uh, I It's, yeah. A hundred percent. Did you do you see this uh, other guy, this Josh Denny guy? I do not. So Josh Denny is like some weird guy who's like some blue check stand up comedian. He's got a hundred K followers. And I think it's because he used to host some like food network show or something like that, that he's like long since been fired for, for like a lot of his beliefs. Um, but he's just like, he's just been like going fully insane psycho mode mask off with his stuff. He's not just like, well, I am a pro life on the issue. He's doing these tweets where he's just like, like calling women broads and whores and it's just insane. The other it's- thing about this that's so deeply masked off is that all these people are like liberty, freedom, whatever. And then obviously there's the contradiction of like mm-hmm. liberty, freedom, but not for women. But then also there's a paid bounty system to rat out your neighbors, which is fully Nazi stuff. Yeah, yeah. This man's bio says writer, actor, lover of food and libertarian. It's like, bro. Right. It is fundamentally anti-libertarian for there to be a tattletale line to the government to police other people's bodily behavior. That is like (laughs) profoundly fucking, you know, like it's it is truly like that's like there was shit like that in like the worst versions of the USSR, like the worst on stuff. And like if if that's if that's what's happening, um, then then like you can't advocate for that and then still also be like, I think freedom normatively speaking is good for everyone well yeah i mean because the logical fund fundamental like extension of his shit is like oh you know li- like the the best thing would be is if like every powerful person had an elite private force to just exercise their wills on and then who are they exercising them against like yeah it's the same it's the same shit jo- uh josh josh denny um I-, I say put him back on food network you know see how it goes yeah, no, I think it'd be good to see. I think it'd be good to see how people respond to his duck la orange, knowing what we know about him now. Every single dish is like poisoned. All the food <laughs> is poisoned. Um, Shouts out to my yeah, favorite so Tim that, and Eric sketch. Um, so yeah, that's that's some of the that that's some of the big uh, big brave right wing names coming out not only in the video game industry but you know across the web. Um, and yeah, if you see one of these people online, um, uh, yeah, f- uh, share your share your, let them know how much you hate them. Share your hatred with them. They shouldn't like enjoy using the internet ever. Yeah, they should feel bad all the time. Um. It's so it's so I just want to get like it's so funny. They're like, I believe in ghoulish, cruel policy and I don't get why everyone's so mean to me. It's such a (laughs) funny position for people to take publicly. It is so dumb. That's why I keep going back to on this podcast is just wishing the evil people were a little bit more alpha. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. They're such whiny (laughs) little babe. It's so if you're 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 saying you're saying a thing that, you know, is something that people are going to get mad at you about. Then you're complaining when they get mad at you as though, like you that you are entitled to say whatever you want with no pushback ever, which is extremely anti alpha stuff. Mm hmm. Folks are big bads. They're beta. That's true. Can't deny it. They're low energy betas. Low energy Uh, betas. Honestly, cucks. We'll say that, too. Um. So that's the news, but we have a big video game to talk about right now. Speaking of an alpha um, or sort of a a Sigma male like Raz. Yeah, Raz is a Sigma male. Tim Schaefer is an alpha. 
Is Tim Schafer an alpha? I think let me, so. Let me, let me look him up. Putting that work like this, that's alpha shit. We're talking about Psychonauts 2, folks. Oh, it is so good. <laughs> oh, I'm looking at Tim Schafer here. He's an alpha. For sure. Yeah. Um, 100%. But yeah. Um, what yeah, a game. I'm enjoying it. What? Okay, I'm so how far it. are so, you so that I can know where to draw my line of like spoilery stuff? Um, I don't think before, I think a lot of, I think this game has a lot of story content in it. So I would like to just talk even for the listener's benefit more broadly okay. about the game. Um, I'm about, but I am about 50% through it. Um, and enjoying it a lot. Um, yeah, I, it's one psychonauts is one of those games where no one had really ever been able to pitch it to me the right way. I was always just like, what? is it still like i don't get it um and i guess for me an elevator pitch that worked at least for me personally to kind of unlock what this game was in my mind is like it's kind of like spy kids meets inception if inception was actually about incepting yeah uh and and it, it has that vibe of like being a kid in a sort of kid family comedy international spy universe about going into people's brains but it's also funny totally and that's that's more true of the second than the first one because the first one is so, like mm. it's just a summer camp vibe and so much of it's about summer camp teen like kid bonding stuff but, okay um but yeah i think that that just about nails it especially for the second one um and i think the big thing that separates it from inception is that it understands that dreams aren't just a place where the rules are made up and weird. Like they have clear rules and motifs and recurring images and themes. And it leans into that in really cool, creative ways and gives everyone Mm -hmm. it like, it does a great job of having it be both the obvious thing that would be part of their brain. Like whether that's like their fear of whatever or, or something like that with less obvious, more character building elements of it as well. Mm -hmm. Um, And not only that, but like it, it's much it's much it's a much more interesting exploration of like how our brains work and how our brains connect ideas in like the literal like fundamental like connecting the puzzle pieces of people's like thoughts and stuff like that so i think it has something way more interesting to say than like i i guess christopher nolan was like yeah inception in your dreams there's like five levels a snow level an afghanistan level and a hotel level like it's like okay dude (laughs) um whereas like this game is much more interesting and, and 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 sort of philosophical about how the brain works um and but most importantly it's really funny it's really and that's funny. rare for I mean, a game that's that's one thing i've always said about the fucking the double fine about tim shave in particular and the double fine people and just everyone who sort of came up through that era of lucas arts like the the monkey island guys like they know how to write jokes in games in a way that like is like very much a lost art like very few games know how to like because they write jokes some of them are straight up like classic like you're writing for a tv or for movies or something but a lot of them are like very built into what the game is and how games work. And like they really do a great job of of doing that. And it's throughout like it doesn't really let up like there's always something fun and silly happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, from the opening level and this is a part that I can talk about. We can talk a little bit about cause it's like not super spoilery because it's the beginning of the game. Um, but like that sure. opening level where you're, you fight this like villain who is like an idiot. Like he has like he has no idea what's going on, but like he has incepted you into like a brain space of his own, I guess. Um, and, and so it's this really funny like like level where you're like running around through all these like teeth and the villain you're like fighting him but he's super confused and doesn't know what's going on it's really dumb and i was just like laughing the whole time at like how absurd it was yeah it's great i mean it's they have so many good riffs and that's like that's such a great one to start with because it's so straight up he's a dentist guy who works in an office with this combination of like corporate office and like tooth body horror but mm-hmm. then there's the added riff that he's like a dumb guy who doesn't actually know what he's doing or why. Yeah. <laughs> he like literally forgets like what's going on, like like midway through. It's really great. Uh, and yeah, so there's just like this like fun energy to it. 
Um, and I, I'm really enjoying sort of like this, like larger, like universe world they're establishing with like the fact that there was like this, like the psychonauts are basically this like sort of international spy team that goes into people's brains, but they're, they're sort of like an, there's an older era, like an Avengers, uh, in the universe of like, but they're like kind of all old now and like have all lost their minds in different ways and are like all a mess. Yeah. Um, and they're all like great. And again, it's. <laughs> It's that there's so much attention to character that all of those can feel distinct. Like you end up interacting with a bunch of different old superhero type psychics. And in so many games, they'd feel pretty samey. But in this game, they all feel super different from each other. And part of that's that you yeah. get to go into their literal brain space and that distinguishes them a lot. But also, like mm-hmm. they're all written pretty fucking differently. Also, one of them's played by Jack Black. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And I, and I wanted to like also really point out something about the story like whoever like did it was the dialogue and audio editor like needs to be hired or like teach everyone else in the industry how to do this because like so often when you're fucking playing a game it's like the dialogue goes like this it's like hello i'm looking for my horse do you want to go do it all right then we'll see. And it's like, oh, there's all this dead fucking space and stilted energy. And every conversation is snappy, usually more than no more than two lines and just really cut together like two characters are actually having a conversation with each other, uh, which makes those like dialogue trees just so easy to click through and just see everything. And it makes the drama of those engagements a lot more palpable because everything's so snappy that when someone goes into a big monologue or a serious, like focused converse, like element of the conversation, like you, that feels special and that feels intense. And you know that. And so the moments that are meant to feel like big moments actually feel like big moments in a way that they rarely ever do in games because the dialogue is like, because like, okay, this guy's telling me his life story, but four minutes ago, he spent 30 minutes explaining to me like what his dog looks like. Yeah. It's just like, I, I, I want a sat, I want games like Assassin's Creed to like stop making the zone bigger and start like cutting the dead air out of their dialogue, like make it flow, make it not feel like, like a big problem with sitting and hearing dialogue is that it can really ruin momentum. You're always on a cart. And like, if you get completely railroaded and stopped with a lot of dialogue tree, then the second you leave that tree, you have to restart that momentum in the gameplay again. Uh, And when you're doing conversations in psychonauts of which there are a lot, there's always this, this feeling of this, driving forward momentum to it all yeah it never no interaction ever feels like you're wasting time um, yes it never feels like it takes you out of it because every interaction either tells you something about raz's backstory or about the psychonauts world or is just mm-hmm. funny and silly um or is like major plot or is character development and like that just makes it makes you want to stay in the world of that game in that of that game in a way that like is pretty hard to achieve like obviously like there we've talked about jrpgs that have that effect on me but that's because like i'm caught up in this huge story and it's not necessarily that the world is so immersive it's just that i want to know what happens next but psychonauts it's like psychonauts is something that's pretty incredible i was actually talking to rory about this like yesterday which is that it's full of collectibles that i want to go find because i want to see all the little corners of the world but the story is so propulsive that I'm OK skipping them temporarily to see what happens next. And I'm super down. To just go back and redo levels to go get those things. And that's yeah, like that, a really that, incredible that, achievement that, to have both those things at like S tier. That's that's been a problem for me, actually, is that the, the, the story is too interesting that I skip the collectibles. And I mean, I for a while I thought I would go back, but there's just simply too much. There's simply too many of them. Um, and I, and there's some levels that are just a little too annoying for me to want to revisit. So like, I, I I personally don't feel the need to do do all the collectibles. I think they went a little overboard on collectibles, um, in the levels. I would have liked a few less of those thin, what they look like music notes almost, they're they're different shapes, but those thoughts that you pick up. Yeah. The figments. I I just wish there were, I wish there was a few less of them. It's just, they, they hit this weird ratio where it's like, it's not like gems in Spyro where there's just a fuck ton everywhere. And it's not like there's, they're like 
specific unique areas where they're placed. They're like littered in this kind of right in the between zone. And I'm not really into that. Yeah, I I like it because it's a good balance to me of they are one of the main ways you level up and get points to like build your character. So there's a good balance between, oh, I want all of them for collector's sake. And, oh, I want to go to my way to get a couple extra because I need to level up. Like for sure. that works for yeah. me in that way that you can sort of approach it from either perspective. Um, totally, totally. Um, before we get into more gameplay stuff like that, uh, one last story note that I had that's non-spoilery is um, for all of my positive feelings about the story, where it's going and how well it's told moment to moment, I was like super, super alienated by the intro exposition cinematic. It was so poorly written and like so much information and like little details that weren't necessary and and how it was paced i like do not understand at all what happened in psychonauts one uh and i just thought they really really like fucked up that intro cinematic they should have simplified and like made it much clearer i think here's the thing um is I would say this, that it's the game very clearly is mostly interested in catering to people who played Psychonauts 1. There's um, a lot of that. And and so for me, that intro was fine. So it was just like a refresher on shit I already mostly knew. Totally. Um, it is not super duper welcoming because it is a lot of info. But that's like there's no other really I don't I can't think of a better way to do it just in the sense that like part of what makes these games so good is how dense they are. And they left out so much in that intro. Right. But you, but, but the dense stuff is not stuff that's necessary for a refresher. And that's the problem with it is that it's like this, there's a lot of dense stuff, details specific that are important. And it's like, an hour or two into the game of just playing it and talking to the characters, I then I knew the story. I knew it then just through playing through it. And I was like, oh, I could totally rewrite that intro cinematic for them and make it much fucking simpler. Like this kid went on a psychic adventure and now he wants to go work for the people. And he made some friends along the way. Like, keep it very simple. It was just the way it was charted. I I, I, I was very alienated by it and my stream was very alienated by it. They're all like, I'm never going to remember this info. Yeah. See, um, I, so I know it wasn't it. just me. I loved it, but that's because I think it just jazzed me up by just being like, here's all the, the beats you loved in the first one. So totally. So get yeah. hype. And then it got me hype, but I could totally see how if you hadn't played the first one, that would just feel like, wow, this is a lot of info. I don't understand or care about the, the, the Sly Cooper games do a really great job at refreshing the previous games plot at the start with a cinematic. Um, and, and yeah, it just, it just felt like they kind of, for, for a, a company that's known for its storytelling, I, I was, I was kind of like shocked at like that, 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 that refresher was more for the fans than to inform new players. And I thought that was a mistake, but everything else has been literally 10 out of 10. So that's a small little quip. Um, but platforming, I wanted to talk about. I am really digging the platforming here in most of the cases. I like a lot of the abilities. Um, that's really fun. It's fun to like dash around the air on the on the thought grapple hook from like little node to node. Um, and I really like like the levitation ball and getting around faster and stuff. Um, and there's only just a few areas where that, that I've come into like an awkward like place from like, oh, damn, I just keep falling in the water here and it's awkward. Yeah. Overall, it's been pretty good. It's really good. I think it does a really good job of I sometimes struggle because of my my problems with spatial reasoning uh, as far as like being able to like see angles for jumps and stuff. And I think this game makes a lot easier than a lot of other games do for at least for me, which is very good. And I really like that in so many platformers where you get abilities to help you platform, it feels very like, oh, here's the ability you just got. You're just going to use this for a while. Then you'll stop using it and they'll get a new ability and able to bring it back for once in a while. But Psychonauts really blends them all together in a lot of ways. Like it'll be like, oh, yeah, like this level where you get the time freeze thing. So you need time freeze a lot, but like you'll also time freeze later and you're going to need to combine that with levitation or with the thought connection or with other stuff. And I think that really works and it makes the game really compelling because every puzzle, you know that there's like a few ways to look at it. And that makes totally. every puzzle like inherently a little bit more challenging and spicy. Yeah. And and it, and it really was like 
after playing this game and seeing how like the platforming and how you upgrade your abilities and how the abilities evolve, it really had me looking at Ratchet and Clank PS5 in a different light. And I was like, yeah, Ratchet and Clank was like a really pretty roller coaster, but like your abilities never really got super improved. Like you can upgrade your guns, I guess, but it didn't feel super meaningful in the way that the Psychonaut stuff felt. Um, and, and, and the platforming never, the guns never solved new problems in Ratchet and Clank. Yeah. The powers in Psychonauts solve new problems and give you new platforming challenges. So in a, in a weird way, Ratchet and Clank is starting to just look a little like uninspired in comparison especially now that like i'm also motivated by the story too whereas the ratchet and clank story was terrible i mean this is the thing like psychonauts this is why i compared psychonauts with the matrix stuff earlier is that psychonauts has all the stuff that makes me like love video games like it has a story the movies are back the movies mm -hmm. are back it is a story that i want to know more about it has a world that i want to explore more it has puzzles that i can look at lots of different ways it experiments with its mm -hmm. mechanics and it makes you feel like you feel like you're a kid on this adventure because like you're you constantly be figuring things out. Like there's not the way that other platformers will start to feel like, oh, I see the shape of these platforms. I know the exact things to do in Psychonauts. You never really get that feeling like you have. You can sometimes have a good mm -hmm. guess and sometimes you're right. But sometimes it's like, oh, but then a bird's going to fly through and hit you that you're going to account for that and like, re and like redo and change. Or like there's one where I don't know if you've gotten here, but there's one where like there's a bunch of water and the water like moves in certain timings. And so you have to like figure out your jumping and your move plan to match those timings in really creative, interesting ways. And like mm -hmm. stuff like that makes it really fun and really challenging and also really engaging. Um, and I get really invested in it and it's really, it's, it's not frustrating. It just feels challenging, which is like really what you want out of, oh, out of a game like that. For sure. I, I, I yeah, it, it's and it's like it's not hard, but it, it's not like the smooth kind of like slurpy that was like Ratchet and Clank where I was just kind of like going forwards. Um, and, and so, yeah, it's it's got a lot of great stuff going on with it. Um, and I really, really like the hub world is really cool. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and I really love just like the design of the hub world of this like international agency that you're at with all these like kind of suits and all the different little like NPCs look so cute in their own little ways. Um, and kind of weird and deformed. Um, but like one thing that I kept being frustrated with, with a game is the map and the oh. menus. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I just do like the map is not helpful. The map is drawn. I would say, kind of the way that like theme parks maps are drawn at like Disneyland or something like that, where it's like sort of like a bird's eye view of like kind of like a Disneyland theme park style drawing of like a map. Um, but it's at a weird angle visually and it, it just like never helps me. It's always it's confusing. Awful. So I, I've been getting turned around a lot um, and I've been losing some forward momentum in those moments. It's it's a thing it is a thing in those games that like, or in that, like one of the best things about the game is the reason why it has this problem, which is that it sort of chooses flavor over utility when possible. And yeah. I think that makes a lot of the game really fun and immersive, but with the maps, it is kind of a pain because like you have right. these like draw, you have like a theme park map or you have like a drawing of an area and it's just not easy to track yourself on that in the same way. Mm -hmm. um, and um, if that's tough, that can be like tough to deal with. Yeah. So I, it's like in a game that I'm largely enjoying, there's just things like that where I'm like, yeah, like this part is just, I want to like, it makes me definitely not going to be, it makes me not be a completionist essentially. Like, like if the map was gorgeous, like maybe I'd be more inclined to revisit all the areas and stuff like that. But like oftentimes, like I'm just trying to even figure out how to find the main quest. Um, and, and that can be a, a little annoying at times. And something that like in 2021, I don't know. I, I, I agree with you. It feels like a choice, but I mean, for a game I, that's about collecting stuff, I don't know. I think it speaks to the spirit of the game in this way that is like it wants everything to feel immersive and 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 from Raz's perspective and in Raz's world. And I think that's admirable. And I'd prefer a game have an annoying map and do that than have a really good map and sort of let everything just be like these are the video game parts. I, um, I, I get it. Yeah, I would prefer that. Obviously, I prefer just both be great. 
obviously. Mm-hmm. But if I had to choose one, I think I like what Psychonauts does better than the alternative. For sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I'm excited to keep playing it. Like, this is definitely a surprise for me. It's a game that I wasn't anticipating. Um, and to be honest with you, it's pretty much my first double fine game. Oh, man, there's so many good ones. If you if you want to get into them, there's some really good old ones. I mean, there's obviously Brutal Legend. The Jack Black game is really fun. Massive yeah, Chalice yeah. is really fun. Brutal Legend, I always would see advertisements like GameStop for it. GameStop tried to sell the shit out of that game. I just never checked it out. It's actually good. Yeah, I love it. Um, nice. It's one of the few like console strategy games that actually mostly works. Huh. That's interesting. Um, yeah. And then like I played a little bit of Broken Age, I think, but I didn't finish it. Um, yeah, Broken Age is good. I really just love the Double Fine games. Um, yeah, I just think they I'm, have a I'm really clear. To understand why? Yeah, they have a really clear sense of humor and a really clear aesthetic, and they're really committed to like doing the thing they're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think a lot of games are mostly like we're taking a model of game of like type of game and then sort of putting our stuff on top of that. And double fine yeah. games really feel like from the ground up, they are the thing that they are, and that's really fun and cool to me. Yeah, I mean, like this, this, the story of this game is probably going to be better than the like the majority of like modern pixar movies that have been coming out oh yeah i think this is like i think this is better than inside out and like does like interior mind stuff better than inside out um it's certainly better than the last couple um and so yeah i mean it's like it's such an uh, we're saying the movies are back and i'm like man like this is another example i think or one of the few examples of like video game are totally surpassing like movie art in a similar genre totally and that's really cool i was i was really surprised by that yeah totally and i mean even our kid correspondent uh the son of the son of one rowdy burns has really positive mm-hmm. things to say about psychonauts so it's not just for fucking arrested development ass adults like us but like real ass kids really love this game yeah yeah and so like when we talk a lot about Will platforming survive in the future? Is everything just going to be a battle royale or whatever? It's like, well, I think things like your Jack and Daxters or your platformers like Sly Cooper, I think all those games can still be super, super relevant if you make the platforming challenging and you make the story engaging and motivating and you like commit to an entire art style from top to bottom. Mm-hmm. And like, I think like all those things are really all that's required. And like Ratchet and Clank, surprisingly in the rear view mirror only got one of those right. And that's like an incredible art style from top to bottom. That's like visually really pleasing. Everything else, I think they could have really spent more time on. Yeah. Well, shouts out to Microsoft for actually letting double fine make their game because i don't know how much you know about this but like the game was mostly dumb but it didn't have many of the boss fights or like big set pieces when microsoft bought double fine and they let, gave them the money to finish it and didn't make them change it and i'll say this when i booted up the game and got to the first scene with sasha nine and he was smoking a cigarette i was like yes okay microsoft didn't like stick their weird microsoft hog in here yep. and fuck it up like they just and let them th- make their game and the second scene where he was smoking meth, you're like, all right, Microsoft. You're like, like, Microsoft, you're getting a little wild. Billy G <laughs> going crazy on the mic. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, listen, uh, as the number one shit talker on Games Pass, I fucking subscribed to Game Pass this month to play Psychonauts 2. Game Pass for PC. I'm going to play and beat all of Psychonauts 2 for $9.99. And you can, what get, a brutal, steal. And you can get Brutal Legend. Wow. Yeah. So it's like, listen, this is a, uh, I'm coming around to games pass. I'm coming in a big I mean, way. This was when we talk, when we, when we work at that game pass, it was kind of exactly why, right. Was that like, you could get these games that you maybe wouldn't buy otherwise and like get into them and play them for real for very cheap. And like, yeah. And then probably unsub. <laughs> sure. Why not? Um, and then, and then resub for halo infinite. Dare to dream. I'll pay $10 to see how broken it is. I won't pay 70. Yeah. That'll be another classic, uh, play it at Rory's house for me. Yeah. Dude, do you see Rory's like, 
every day I see a normie post the Bigfoot meme. Like the Bigfoot meme got so much bigger than him. I know. It's crazy. Well, he's been posting about how uh, it got copied to a lot of places and he's trying to resell them so he can just do one last print of it and then stop caring about it. If he had if he if he had monetized it from day one and like made it so only he could make him, he would be like a billionaire. I mean, he monetized it and sold them. People just stole the art and put it on the internet. Yeah, man, we should represent him in court. Yeah, let's get lawyer degrees. Let's get let's get let's pass the bar and protect Rory. Let's speed run that. Um, if you want more, is, is, oh, go on. Is there a way to to do lawyering faster than normal? I don't think so. Okay, I'll look into that. Anyways, you go on. Uh, I was going to say, if you want to see the Bigfoot shirt or the Bigfoot poster or any of Rory's other stuff, just to be a good friend to our friend, just go to RoryBlank.BigCartel.com. All the cool stuff is there. Go check it out. It's sweet and it rules. And get the, get the Bigfoot sign from the source. Get the Bigfoot sign. Uh, and if you... And if you see anyone post the the Bigfoot meme without credit, dox them. Fully dox. Where they where they work, everything. Okay, uh, that's the episode. I think. I think that is. Um, speaking of Haley, though, you can find her online at Eat Every Sound on YouTube and Instagram. You can find Griffin online at on Twitter and TikTok at Griffin P Davis or on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Room. And you can find me on Twitter at Tailboy, that's T-A-I-L underscore B-O-I. And you can find me streaming Shin Megami Tensei with our friend Forrest Walker on twitch.tv slash Forrest G Walker. Um, and that should wrap us up for this week, folks. We will talk to you all again next week or maybe sooner if we get that extra episode out. It, it's good. It's good to have Haley back. I'm, I'm, I'm waving to her from up in the sound booth. Yeah, it's, uh, it gives me a renewed sense of confidence knowing that our shit's not going to suck because Haley's going to be here to fix it. Oh, wow. She's she's given us a big eye roll. Sort of one of those Jim from the office kind of faces. I kind of like an oh, you guys. Um, but anyways, we will see you guys next time. Goodbye. Check out the office. <laughs> <laughs>